0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to this edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jump to DeForest, Mike Luby, Lubitz with you around the world on the Believe podcast networks and the shockwaves heard around the world. Uh, came and originated, in a sense, uh, out of the uh, city of Miami and uh, South Florida, where we uh, are uh, broadcasting from. And, of course, I was with Brian Flores, uh, and he has this lawsuit that he filed against the National Football League. We talked about it at great length uh, yesterday here on the program. And, of course, everybody's talking about it, trying to figure out uh, what the heck to make out of this. The racism thing is one thing. As uh, we've seen that, uh, that's been a resounding and compelling issue in the NFL for a long, long time, yet to be resolved, uh, apparently. And uh, obviously, since there's one black head coach and very few black executives uh, in the league. And then uh, the deeper allegations with the infiltration and integration of gambling into all levels of professional sports, including being embraced by the entities themselves and uh, main sponsors. Uh, Now you have the very fiber of the game the fabric by which uh, all fans uh, must believe is on the level, and that is the integrity of the game. Our, our teams are just deliberately a- and incentivizing the idea of tanking games. That was one of the assertions by Brian Flores uh, in his lawsuit uh, about Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins. We welcome the show to help us analyze all of this and uh, distill it down to uh, what we can make of it and uh, where it lies now and, and what the future of the whole storyline may be. Frank Schwab, the senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. Been there a long, long time. Does a great job. Frank, how are you, my friend? Hey, what's going on?
1: Good morning, sir.
0: Well, I'm wondering, did you already tear up the story about the backup tight end? (laughs) Because, you know, these two weeks can be tough on a sports writer and uh, somebody that's, uh, you know, making the kind of presentations you are on the great platform of Yahoo Sports uh, two weeks before the Super Bowl. You don't necessarily want to fire your fastball, your exclusive interview with Matthew Stafford <laughs> that nobody else had, uh, you know, access to, uh, and, you know, this is going to be uh, revealing that, you know, all of his feelings about the game. Uh, so you're going with some soft stuff, and then this bombshell comes. So how welcome of uh, of a storyline was this, and, uh, you know, and, and how serious uh, do you think it actually is, uh, this whole Brian Flores Federal lawsuit uh, with assertions of racism, and, and of course, uh, what what could be sports bribery in essence uh, made against the NFL and the Miami Dolphins and and the Denver Broncos, your hometown team, was mentioned also, like in the Clockwork Orange. But uh, what, what what's your general impression of all of this and and where it sits and where it's going?
2: Uh, I mean, it was obviously just uh, I mean explosive. I, I mean, we assume, like everybody assumes, kind of that. Brian Flores is never going to coach in the NFL again because the league doesn't take too kindly to coaches suing them. So, I mean, it's for him, with his career on the line like that, I I, I don't know. Like I, I mean, a lot of the stuff he asserts is – I don't know if he – in every specific example, if I agree with Brian Flores or whatever, but I think the fact that – just look at this coaching cycle. I, I mean – there, there hasn't been one black head coach hired, and there, there's, there's not, it's not like there's not candidates. Like the Houston Texans are talking to Josh McCown. That's- like, why would you hire Josh McCown over Byron Leftwich? Why would you hire Kevin O'Connell over Eric Bieniemy? Why, you know, just all these like, you know, reminders. Of, you know, these, these, these coaches like Bieniemy, like Todd Bowles, like Leftwich, Patric Graham, whoever. I've got to be looking around saying my resume is better than that guy. I have better credentials than that guy. Why am I not getting the job? And Brian Flores is included in that too. Um, so the frustration is building. And I think that Brian Flores is just saying something that that a lot of people are thinking around the league. A lot, of, a lot of these black assistant coaches just wondering, why can't I get a shot? Or, you know, I talked to Marvin Lewis on Monday and he expressed it. He was like, I mean, he's like, I'm disappointed I can't get a shot, and the numbers are right there. It's right there for you. I mean, he, he's got to be wondering why, you know, he hasn't gotten a shot, whereas Vic Fangio is barely fired and getting an interview with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, Marlon Lewis went to the playoffs seven times. Vic Fangio went none. I like guess, you know, just these these things happen over and over and over again. So, well, I don't know necessarily that I agree with every single point that Flo made. Well, I mean it it, it is an issue and it's got to be somebody's got to step up and and speak up about it. So uh, for that I thought that you know it's, it's it's very interesting and then the tanking thing is just unbelievable. Like I, if if it's true, if he can prove it or Hugh Jackson or whoever is saying this, like if if Brian Flores has some receipts on Stephen Ross and he can prove that if Stephen Ross was like I'll give you 100,000 dollars for every game you lose. I don't think any punishment is out of line for Stephen Ross, including forcing him to sell the team. And that's like, I I think about this in terms of, I think it's 10 times worse than Pete Rose betting on baseball. I I just, you have an owner telling the team, like we are going to lose, lose on purpose. Like that, that would be unprecedented. And I don't know if Flores has proof. I don't, I mean, Stephen Ross, I I think I saw a headline today that he's denied it already. So, and and that's fine, but we'll see if, If there's proof of this, I don't think any uh, punishment's out of bounds for Stephen Ross.
0: There are reports that there is some tangible evidence uh, of uh, this taking place uh, and uh, that these assertions are real. Uh, You can't imagine if Brian Flores uh, would uh, have his coaching career uh, quite likely go up in smoke if uh, he didn't have something uh, to back up these things. Uh, uh, The Rooney rule, and a lot of people uh, keep talking about it, it's not federal law. I mean, it's just a rule that the owners made much like the salary caps origination to kind of police themselves and uh, you know it, it's been totally ineffective it was pointed out to us uh, in a previous episode of after hours by jason cole uh, one of your contemporaries that uh, on the nfl beat and you know he he was saying you know if you look at it and just do the math as you mentioned uh, frank schwab uh, five guys hired so far all uh, white guys uh, many qualified black candidates uh, supposedly in the mix, but uh, maybe getting token homage as Brian Flores uh, is uh, stipulating that he got from the giants who had already made their decision on who they were going to hire before they, they interviewed him. But uh, th- th- there's only one black head coach now. I mean, when the Rooney Wool was yeah. instituted, instituted, there was two, there were two. <laughs> there's less. So, so here's 20 years Ooh. later. I mean, yeah. there's a time to come up with something else. Uh, if they're going to try and actually bring about some level of equality, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, percentage of, of black head coaches versus, say, percentage of black players in a league.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't know the solution. I really don't. I, I mean, without the Rooney rule, I just to, I wouldn't interview any uh, minority candidates, right? Like, is that better? I don't know. I, I don't think having these, you know, we have to check a box. Like, what, the Raiders really struck me. nobody's, I haven't seen anybody point this out, but... You know, they start their search and they're like, oh, Jared Mayo and this guy and that guy. And then three weeks into it, they're like... Okay, oh, hey, we never thought about Josh McDaniels, and then they have a deal wrapped up with him in two days. Come yeah. on, come on! Like, are we that dumb? Are we really that dumb to think you didn't have a deal with Josh McDaniels by like Thanksgiving? Like, I mean, it, it, but they had gotten they had gotten in trouble with the John Gruden stuff, so they were like, "We're going to have to wait forever to to make sure we don't get in trouble with Rooney Rule stuff," and then we're just going to hire Josh. It's you can't tell me that they just were like we haven't heard about this Josh McDaniels guy until 20 days <laughs> into our search, like of like stuff like that is just insulting. It's it's insulting to you know. I mean, and, and Flores talked about the sham interviews, and you know, I mean, I, you know, Marvin Lewis will talk about that too. I guess later this week, and other guys, did, and we all know what happens. We all know that teams are just checking boxes that. They're just going to, you know, they're going to hire the guy they're most comfortable with. And most often these white owners are more comfortable with a white guy. And it stinks, but that's just, we're seeing it. So I don't know. The Rooney Rule, it has good intentions, I'll say that. But, and so I think it does help some guys to get their name out there to, you know, I mean, to get, to get you know, I mean, just in front of owners to at least have a shot where they might not have otherwise. So I don't know that repealing a Rooney rule is doing any good, but I don't know that a Rooney rule is doing any good. I don't have any answers for this. It's It comes down to the ownership level and the fact that these guys who we've, and we've talked about this at length on this show, like these guys are a, a, a group of kind of just unqualified, like do, who among these guys are qualified to run an NFL team, really? <laughs> and when it gets down to it, when, you know, they just – they're going to hire Nathaniel Hackett, uh, who, who, you know, everybody's like, oh, the is not really an offensive coordinator. Well, you know what? Neither is Nathaniel Hackett then, and neither was Matt Nagy, and neither was Doug Peterson, and, and neither is Kevin O'Connell. And, I mean, it's just – I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's just kind of gross that we're going to go. I mean, because you look at who everybody else is, is interviewing and I don't, I think it's going to be all filled by, it's going to be nine to nine for for whitehead coaches wow. in this cycle. I mean, maybe, I maybe somebody gets one of those jobs. And I, I hopefully, but like I think Saints are going to hire Dennis Allen. I think the Texans are going to hire Josh McCown for some dumb reason. <laughs> I think, <laughs> you know, that, the the Jaguars maybe just uh, rehire Urban Meyer. I don't know, but it's it's <laughs> it, it's not looking good for any of the uh, you know left witch the enemy all these guys. And if we go into the season with one black head coach, like you said, there were two when the ruining Rule came up. And I, I don't know. I just it's not working. Whatever's happening, it's not working.
1: This is after hours with Lobby here on the Blue Podcast. Now we're talking to Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer for Yahoo. He is tremendous on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Look, you're you. In Denver, and you do national, but you do come out covering a lot of Denver stuff. Denver, is funny, was is the least focused on part of Brian Florida's allegations. But this is interesting, The what did come out about John Elway and the Denver Broncos. Look, it, like you guys were just talking about, it's not a rumors. We know that this stuff goes on. It's just, if that really is what's happening, where guys come in as interviewers and, and really don't put any effort into the interviews, that's an utter joke. Like, have you heard of things like this happening with the Broncos, with John Elway in the past? Have these ever been talked about? Actions of this nature?
2: I haven't heard specifically that, no. And the Broncos came out right away and said, we have our notes, yeah. we were there on time. We're... <laughs> so I don't know, like, I mean, I hate to, I mean, I guess each side deserves its day court. I mean, it literally will be court. Um, that... I... It's... But yes, I mean, that's true. It's just so like, yeah, I mean, you just have to feel like what's going on here. And yeah, the Bronco stuff was pretty, pretty ugly. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, that's what Flora says. If it's true, it's terrible. It's terrible. Look for the franchise for sure. Um but it's it, it's just all around like the idea that we're not just gonna, we're just not going to take this seriously. And I don't know that they they did or didn't or whatever. But it, it, it's certainly a terrible look for the Denver Broncos.
0: Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports, with us here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby, Jeff Deforest, and uh, Michael Luby Lubitz. Uh, the NFL's position is fairly typical, and, and we've seen a lot of this, uh, especially uh, since the advent of the Trump administration. Where Whether it was Sean Spicer or Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Kaylee McEnany, uh, who's married to a relief pitcher, by the way, for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, kind of an interesting sidebar there, with a sports tie-in, said, uh, uh, my defense uh, when I got caught red-handed in bed with another woman in my first marriage and uh, my... My wife came into the room and said, uh, who's she? And I said, uh, woman, what woman? <laughs> I don't see any woman here. I mean, uh, they're, they're in a blanket denial that any of these uh, allegations, assertions on the part of Brian Flores have any merit whatsoever. And I uh, came out with a statement to that, effect. Stephen Ross has made a statement saying that uh, he doesn't appreciate his uh, reputation and uh, his uh, level of integrity being besmirched by, by these totally false and outrageous lies that Brian Flores is. Uh, uh, telling, uh, 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 what do you see? I mean, uh, from the NFL's stance, it's typical, yes. But uh, nonetheless, it does seem a little preposterous, uh, you know, that they wouldn't just to say, "Hey, if this is true, it's real serious. we're going to look into this." And I guess somebody must have tapped them on the shoulder, yeah, Goodell, and said, "Hey, for sixty-three million, Raj, launch some kind of investigation, will you?" <laughs> uh,
2: well, yeah, what, what did you think I, of the NFL's
0: <laughs> uh, position and uh, Stephen Ross's reaction uh, from what you've seen of it?
2: Uh, and and I get. Denying or whatever, but I thought that the NFL saying it was without merit twenty minutes after Flores announces it. Well, why? Like that was the dumbest part of it, and I don't know why they included that. And that was such a mistake for them. You you obviously have not investigated this, and I think that it goes to it almost it gives. Flores, some evidence of this is all just a sham. They don't care. The NFL cannot say there's no merit. Their statement said that the end, the last two words, I believe, were without merit. And how do you know? Have you talked to every single person in that lawsuit in the half hour since Brian Flores like, announced this thing that you've done a full investment? No, of course you haven't. And instead of, like you said, and I think that the right thing to do would have been Hey, you know we're going to take it seriously. We're going to look into it. We have no further comment. Okay, that's great. Whatever. I, I, but just to say, this is without merit. Well, how do you know? Like, it seems like Brian Moore has made a lot of different uh, allegations, and I assume some of them are true at least. I, I mean, so but that just goes to the the NFL is just going to try to just pretend this doesn't exist and hope it goes away. And sometimes it does for them. It often does for them. And they'll probably settle in court because the NFL always settles in court. They don't like going to court. So I, I just, it was the without merit thing really struck me as you guys are so tone deaf right now. You guys do not get what this is all about. You are basically telling Brian Flores that even if, even if these allegations specifically are untrue, Ryan Flores has a point that you're not taking any of this seriously that you don't, you don't really care about this. And I, so just again, those two words were just whatever lawyer, decide to put those in. Ah, uh, yeah, he he made a horrible misstep because saying that all of this was, is without merit when you haven't even had a chance to even probably pick up the phone and ask Stephen Ross any questions or ask the Mara family any questions or ask John Elway any questions. I, I thought that was pre- that was egregiously bad by the NFL to say that no, 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 this has, none of this ha- actually none of this happened. We know it. Well, how do you know? Like, and and I think that it goes to Brian Flores's point that. Look, they're just, it's all sham. It's all this old boys club. And then they're never going to break through because nobody's taking this seriously.
1: Well, and that's my problem with Ross is sort of, and I know you haven't seen a statement, I guess yet, but his statement to me sort of spit in the face of Brian Flores. It's like, it's malicious, baseless allegations. It's like, dude, if you want to defend yourself, I guess fine. But I think he should have said nothing at this point. Like Brian Flores is not only risking his career, he's thrown it away. Even though he's forty years old, every he already interviewed for four jobs, so he obviously was gonna get a job. He didn't need to say anything. He's not 70 writing a memoir. Like the dude is really risking everything. There's no way any grown man does that unless they have evidence. So cover your ass and just say, huh, we don't like these allegations. You know, we feel like we're innocent, but we're gonna look into it. We're gonna do even Ross, but both the NFL and Ross, it seems like they're taking it so slight that they're almost saying, Yeah, for sure it's true. Like the way they're handling this is so stupid. It's like, guys, you're. It's here. We see it. Take it seriously. Yeah. And I don't know if they can get away without taking it seriously. Like that. Brian Flores went on every goddamn national thing yesterday. Like he's not going away. And I'm curious if they can just sweep it under the rug like they're so used to.
2: Right, and I, I did. I do wonder that. Is that. Brian Flores doesn't seem like he's in this for the money, and if the NFL comes to him and says, look, we'll give you $20 million to settle, whatever, $10 million, $5 million, oh, I don't know, I have no idea. I think Brian Flores is like, I don't care, I'm going to court. Like, I've already thrown away my coaching career in the NFL. What what difference does it make now? The money doesn't bother me. I just want to take you to court and drag you a little bit. And so the NFL, like with other things like St. Louis settled, I don't think they should have. I think St. Louis should have been like, we're going to play hardball with you in court here and get all of your books open and all that kind of stuff. And I assume like Gruden's going to go away at some point because they're going to pay him off. But I don't know that Brian Flores is going to go that route. I think Brian Flores is like, whatever i i want to see this thing through i i'll pay my attorneys i don't care i, I need it, it seemed like from his statement that brian flores this isn't just about brian flores this is about everybody else this is about the byron leftwich the eric enemy the guys who can't get a shot and he wants to expose the NFL a little bit. And it's, you know, I mean, it's hiring practices and all that. So I think you might be right that Brian Flores is doing his media tour right now. <laughs> he's, he's not going away. This is a problem for the NFL, and rightfully so. I mean, I again, we'll see what, you know, we'll see what evidence Brian Flores has. We see what he really has in court. What If he can win this court case, I don't know. But I think Brian Flores' mission right now is, I'm going to expose the NFL for all this garbage to make things better for people after me.
0: It's coming off as uh, very believable at, at this <laughs> I stage. I mean, uh, you know, if you were thinking whose statements, yeah. uh, you know, uh, ring with more truth, you would have to say the emptiness of the NFL and uh, especially Stephen Ross's statements uh, probably uh, are laced with a little bit of fear that, uh, you know what, he may have the goods on us. Uh, so, uh, and the Super Bowl on the horizon, uh, now uh, a little over a week away. Uh, very, very entertaining uh, conference championship games. Uh, looked like San Francisco was going to. Continue to write their Cinderella story. Cincinnati was able to uh, go James J. Brannock on theirs. Uh, What do you make of the matchup, Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports?
2: I I mean, it's a fun one. I think that even though the Chiefs, uh, you know, I was looking forward to watching Patrick Mahomes in another Super Bowl, but all of a sudden you get this new blood. Joe Burrow's so fun. He's, I I like this matchup. I think it's good. I mean, I I know a lot of advanced stats and stuff today. The Rams are, are a significant favorite, significantly better team, but there's something about this Bengals team. Like, you know, they shouldn't have been in that game when Joe Burrow's getting sacked nine times by the Titans. They shouldn't have been – Yeah, they they should have folded up the 10 when they were down 21-3 against the Chiefs. So I didn't give them a chance. I was like, okay, what what do I do with the next couple hours because the Bengals ain't coming back here, and they sure did. It was resilient, confident, almost young enough not to really – Know, that, know any better. They're not supposed to. You know. They, they're like, okay, we're down 21-3. Who cares? They're just so they're young and brash, confident, and you like seeing that. It's just a new era of Bengals football, and the only problem I have matchup-wise, like actually nose-wise, I don't know how the Bengals can block the Rams. I mean, you look at Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, all these guys up front, the weakness, the one weak link of any of these two teams is the Bengals' offensive line. It's just not very good. You know, they're in the process of rebuilding. They, they're a year ahead of schedule here being in the Super Bowl. So, you know, they're, they're going to work on the line in of the offseason, but it doesn't help them two Sundays from now. I wonder if they could block. That if They can't block Joe Burrow is getting sacked nine times again like he did against Titans. I don't think that works out well for them this time. But I, there's something about this Bengals team. There's just something there. And I think there's going to be a close game, a fun game. And I think the Rams win, but I can't count the Bengals out. And They're sure, certainly not counting themselves out. I, they're, again, this is a this is a new era of Bengals football. I mean, these these yeah, who, who of, of all of the franchises that this team comes in with all this swagger is just kind of throwing the NFL on its head. And I'm here for it. I, Joe Burrow is such a great story. The Bengals are such a great story. And I hope we get a really really good Super Bowl out of this.
0: Well, I'm glad we got this blockbuster. Uh, very unusual to have that uh, land in your lap, a bombshell NFL story <laughs> with Brian <laughs> <would> Flores <laughs> and his uh, allegations about uh, racism <laughs> and uh, possible game fixing. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, uh, it uh, almost borders, uh, I guess, on sports bribery, uh, which uh, that that would be a serious jackpot for uh, Stephen Ross uh, if these uh, allegations can be proven. Uh, and and are, are you heading to L.A.? I would imagine you are. Frank yeah. Schwab, by uh, Yahoo Sports yeah. in your capacity as senior writer, heading to L.A.? Because uh, – be happy that they didn't go back to Minnesota this year. Because I, I just saw on uh, the tube that I'm watching, uh, it's minus twenty there in Minneapolis uh, it's, it's, today. It's
2: minus nine, and De- it's minus nine in Denver right oh. now. So I'm, I'm happy to get out to LA. Uh, so I shall be there. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that new stadium. I haven't seen it, so that's another highlight. All right, yeah.
0: So uh, minus twenty is almost like springtime for you to in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> uh, Frank, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us yep. on After Hours with Defoe and Luby.
2: Absolutely, thanks,
0: guys.
1: All right, Frank. Thanks,
0: man. All right. Frank Schwab, ladies and gentlemen. Very interesting. I mean, that this would happen. Uh, you know, different things happen and people would always accuse, you know, whoever was making some kind of blockbuster announcement announcement. Remember Aaron Rodgers last year had all this confusion about Green Bay and it came out right before the Super Bowl. Yep. And people thought, oh, what a pig, you know, stealing the headlines the week of the Super Bowl and taken away from the glamour of the game. Uh, this is something. I mean, I, I wonder if the people that are doing a game even address it, right? is it Nance on the call here with your man rambling Tony Romo? I uh, think, CBS has a I game think Al Michaels, I think they do. I think it's... Oh, we'll Al Michaels, see. all right.
1: I think Al Michaels and Collinsworth. So I'm curious. You talk about game fixing. He's like a big gambling guy. Like, no one yes. wants a game fixed less than someone who has money on it.
0: Yes, I wonder. And, you know, people were also asserting that uh, there could be a class action lawsuit. Yes, that's
1: what they're working on.
0: Against the Miami Dolphins uh, from the season ticket holders. But, but that oh, well. never has any weight. Those things get tossed out uh, immediately and are rather settled, so each guy gets a dollar. And if you happen to be like the 3,000, one of the 3,000 that signed up for it, uh, you got a buck coming your way in the mail, and that's about it. Um, th- this we will see where it goes. I- I'm sure it'll be, uh, you know, very hot. Topic of conversation uh, all the way through the Super Bowl. And with Michael's betting games uh, with both fists, you have to feel that he was, uh, you know, concerned about possibly getting jobbed by Stephen Ross when uh, his team went out there with a bunch of chumps and that was capable of winning and managed to throw the game away anyway uh, deliberately because the coach was being paid on the side. Despicable. All right, uh, we'll, we'll join you again tomorrow. On after hours with Defoe and Luby, uh, Mike Luby Lubitz. Always uh, great being with you here on After Hours on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Jeff Defoe. Saying as we leave you, you gotta believe. Yeah. Hey, folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapists, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this. If you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services
1: recently we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us any time of year things can happen to your home or business and the insurance company can be your friend but they also can be your enemy horizon public adjusters justina testa are here for you to help this process go so much easier before you call the insurance company call horizon public adjusters and justina testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa? Seven to 10 times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side?
0: Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Highly Apart. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.